You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 231. Today, we're chatting all about the truth about what it actually takes to grow a profitable business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. up coach thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the pt profit podcast i'm your host beverly simpson and today i got a special episode for you because what we're doing and what i did is i actually went live on instagram and inside of my free facebook group online marketing for fitness professionals it's completely free we'll make sure we link that up inside of the show notes so that you can come hang out ask your questions let us know what it is that you know what your biggest takeaways were when you listen to this episode. In fact, it'd be a huge favor to us right now if you wouldn't mind screenshotting your listening to this episode. Tag me on Instagram or in or on the Facebook socials at B Simpson Fitness. Let me know what your biggest question was, takeaways, so that we can create, continue to create the content that's going to help and to serve you. So what we talk about inside of this episode, just for the record, I do mention that we are actually hosting a mastermind event. So for my accelerators, we're going to get together live in person, March, Friday, March 10th, Saturday, March 11th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. in NYC. And it's going to be a small, intimate group. And I, I called it Fitness Business Live. Honestly, it's going to be a powerful two-day transformational experience to really just help you take your business at whatever level you currently are and really get to the next level. So the keynotes that we have are organic marketing, how to really grow an audience of customers using organic strategies, as well as the fastest, most profitable way to use paid advertising to grow your business. I've got an excellent Oh my gosh, the speakers and the keynotes for this event, which I haven't officially announced yet, but it's going to be amazing. And then I also am going to talk about how you can create a very powerful self-selling enrollment process using your fitness skills. So I'm really excited for that event. So if you want to learn more about it, I don't have a sales page. I am extending the pre-sale because I just realized I haven't done a lot of promoting for it. So, and I also realized that it's short notice. So this week you can come and get the pre-sale price. Come join us live. If you want to hear more about it, just send me a DM over at B Simpson Fitness and we'll be talking about it. So let me know. Let me know in the DMs if you want to hear more about it. So with that said, today's episode is really alive. So you'll hear me saying hi to some people who were popping on. But today is really just a really powerful episode of me sharing my reflection on what I, some of what I would do differently if I were going back. But honestly, the truth about why people can grow as fast as that they do, the truth about what it looks like to be an overnight success and to grow a profitable online business and and why the launching process is potentially failing you how to you know and why and how it seems to take others longer and why it takes others you know and why others are have faster success and i talk about what it looks like inside of this episode so without further ado let's go ahead and roll that clip What's up, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook? What is popping? Welcome to Sunday morning. And honestly, it's funny because I typically record my podcast on Sunday morning and I just realized, okay, I've got 20 minutes before I have an accelerator call. I just want to come and chat specifically about what has been happening or some of the biggest questions I'll say well, that I have been receiving when it regarding what it actually takes to grow 
a profitable business, either online or in person. Okay. And so it's really, I'm changing up the locations today because I'm, because I, it's Sunday and I try not to work every single day, but honestly, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the truth. I am going to be spilling the tea over coffee, but it's not really tea, it's coffee. And I really want to talk about the truth about what it actually takes to start and grow a profitable business. Because I just think there are a lot of things that at play, a lot of really confusing strategies, and it's very similar to the health and wellness space, meaning that there's a lot of there's a lot of information and information overload. And the truth, in my opinion, is is what we really need to take a look at is the implementation factors, just like we're doing in for your health and wellness clients, just like you do for your clients. It's, it's rarely about the information and more so it's about navigating the information overload and the information conflicting, the con- the sea of conflicting information. So I just wanted to come in here and really share some of the biggest questions that I have been receiving this week regarding accelerator program, regarding, you know, questions that I just keep hearing on a consistent basis. And I wanted to just break down and I know I have in many occasions, but in case you're new here, new to hanging out to me, new to listening to this podcast, I wanted to go ahead and just come on here and share specifically the questions that I've been hearing and my opinion and t- and and point on it. Okay. And so the first thing too, before I dive in, especially if you're listening to this on a replay on the podcast, I have decided to extend the pre-sale for the upcoming event that is happening in March in NYC. So I've been sharing a little bit about it in my social media, in terms of in the, in the, in my story. And I've been talking a little bit about it inside of my emails. And honestly, I haven't been sharing a huge, I haven't been sharing a ton about it. And honestly, this is part of why I'm going to talk a little bit about this today, actually. And I'll share a little bit as to why. So in case this is the first time that you've heard about it, I want you to go ahead and just send me a DM and ask me about the event. I'm happy to share with you a little bit more about it. I don't have a sales page. And I also want to clarify a couple of things. This is a mastermind type event that I am putting on for the accelerator clients. And so they already have a free ticket. And so I wanted to extend the invitation to you. So if you are interested in learning more about about growing your business, the 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 keynotes that we already have are about organic traffic and growing through organic traffic and through paid traffic and then really setting up your fitness assessments to for high converting conversions into cold traffic upwards of 30%. That's what we've been seeing inside of Accelerator and inside of my business. And so we're going to be just kind of pulling back the screen, pulling back the curtain, and we're going to be sharing all of those things in terms of what works now. And so if you want to learn more about that, then just send me a DM or put it in the comments. I'd be happy to share. I realize that it is... You definitely realize that it is three weeks away and I did not give you all a ton of time. So I recognize that. And this is part of a little bit of what I'm going to talk about today. But I recognize and realize that it's short notice. So I did have someone email me and say, I'm from Ohio. Can I make it? Listen, you could drive. It's, it's, there's plenty. There's plenty. There's still plenty of time to decide if you want to show. So if you want to more, learn more about that, then just. Let me know, hit hit me with a DM. But today, what we're really going to be talking about is the truth about what it actually takes to start and grow a profitable business. Because a lot of people will ask me, and these have come up in actual questions. Oh, what's going on, Tamasha? These are things that that people have actually asked me inside of inside of the of the custom profit plans that we do. Okay. These are actual legitimate questions. And I feel like I talk about it a lot. And I feel like people don't... I I feel like the industry is pretty deceiving when it comes to 
to sharing and showing exactly the journey of what it takes. And so what I mean by that is oftentimes it takes, it takes a lot to look like it's, it's, you know, overnight, overnight six. And what I mean specifically about that is that, you know, we've all heard those really cute, trendy, catchy things like don't compare your day one to someone else's day 100. And it's really easy to see that on social and then double tap it and like it and bookmark it and whatnot. And we also forget that it's not it's not fair to compare your day one to someone else's day one, because not everyone is starting at the same level of accessibility. They're not starting at the same level of skill acquisition, and they're also not starting at the same level of skill acquisition capabilities. So it's not fair to compare yourself to any of those to any of those things that we see online, right? And then also in addition to that, right? So comparison trap is like the root, the root of all evil, essentially. Comparison to anything in truth. But uh, it's just human nature. We have we can't fight it. Let's just end it and see how we can powerfully say and how we can powerfully compare ourselves to ourselves. Cause that's truly the name of the game. That's really all we're we're really doing. Okay. So with that said, and what I mean by that, and what I mean about pulling back the curtain is that oftentimes people will have developed skills. They will have learned, have experience from previous jobs. Either it was from, you know, they were a sales associate. They were like me and the district fitness manager before, or they've done sales for 10 years in some other genre or world or they perhaps they haven't ever run an online business, but they've run a whole bunch of other things outside of, you know, they've been a manager in a retail store, they've done some other type of management or some other type of job or position that has given them the skills that they need to, to move into a, those skills transfer into their business. And we don't really see that. We don't see that. So I think this is point number one in terms of what it actually takes to start a profitable business and scale and grow a profitable business is truly skills and and understanding which are the important skills to own, to continue to develop, to, to continue to develop and to continue to, you know, be discerning on. Right. Because I also think and see in the space that we hear so much one or two different things, you know, one, you know, we either hear conflicting things like, oh, delegate, you know, focus on what you're good at and hone in on that and get better at that. And then just delegate all everything else that doesn't, you know, that doesn't pertain to you, that doesn't work for you. And I think that that's a dangerous, slippery slope. Because yes, on the one hand, we don't want to be bogged down in the day-to-day operations of our business and working in the business and not on the business. We don't want to be doing that, okay? What's up, Crystal? We don't want to be doing that, okay? So what we do want to be doing, however, though, as a leader, as someone who ha- is, is, is growing a business, not a hobby, growing a business, is that we need to be able to demonstrate that the skill or the task that we are requiring someone else to do, that we can at least help facilitate growth in that, which oftentimes requires you to be the, to have experience in it. Okay. So what does that mean? And I'm going to give you some tangible examples, okay, is that because the reverse of it is that if you are not, if you're trying to, oh, I'm just delegating that task because that's not what I want to be doing or that's not what, you know, that's not a high level, that's a, that's a, you know, a task that someone else needs to do. You have to be discerning and understand that there is a difference between throwing money at a problem, trying to solve it versus fully understanding this is a skill not in my wheelhouse that's going to move the dial forward to growing the business. 
And this, again, goes back to point number one, skills and understanding what are the skills that we need to have. So let me give you some tangible examples. Step number one is that, for example, I'm not a designer. I, I, I'm not, I can't, I mean, look at my house. Like I'm like looking at this and I'm like, I don't have design skills. That's not, that's not my forte. It never has been. I can't, I'm not a drawer. I can't like, I just can't see beauty in, in graphic design, in any type of, in, you know, ex, you know, interior design. It's not something I'm skilled at. And so now I know that it can matter at the right time. So when it comes to, you know, picking my, you know, going to like to go and design a a PDF or I'm going to design something else or whatever that needs to have some type of, of art to it. Like people want to spend all their time on logos, right? So again, that's not a hot, that for me, I'm not going to go to graphic design school so that I can learn the skill of how to design a logo. I know based on skill that that is not a high a high ROI task. I'm not going to get a lot of momentum from this and and connection conversations and powerful enrollment experiences based on the design of my logo. Like I even said, I, I, I even said people, I have a sales page for Accelerator, but I never use it. I don't have a sales page for the, the live event that's coming up in three weeks. Okay. Do I think it matters? It could for right now that I'm not, I, based on the metrics that I am measuring, that is not driving a huge ROI. So I'm not going to be driving, putting my attention to it. Okay. So that's an example. In my opinion, I'm not going to go to design school because going to figuring out how to do that logo and how to do all that stuff, that's going to take more time away from me. Okay. Now with that said, Let's take a look at, you know, Facebook ads, right? I teach my accelerators how to look at their ads, how to understand metrics, performance metrics that actually matter. I have them set it up. Do I think that it's one of those things that they need to do long-term? No, absolutely not. But there is a difference between understanding what needs to happen, how to assess performance versus let me just throw money and someone else can figure it out because I don't know how to do it. And that's going to be too hard. And that's going to take too much time because I can't tell you how many accelerators pages and ads that I have that I have looked at that I've been like, what? stealing money here, stealing money here, stealing money here. And when I say stealing money, that's pretty aggressive. I just mean not maximizing their resources to the best of their ability. And if you're a CEO and you don't understand what those metrics are or how that resource, both time and money is being used, then potentially we could not be maximizing our resources to the best of our ability. So again, it goes back to the skills and really understanding the specific skills that need to happen, then be discerning in the order of how and when to learn them and practice them. Another skill that I feel like gets delegated way too soon is the is the skill of messaging and copywriting. It take it can take people people can invest anywhere from three to ten grand on a piece of content that that is an asset and it's powerful and it's amazing. And, and then they have no measure to decide whether or not something is good or not. Right. And then it gets created and then they're just like left on their own. And then now they've invested 10K in an asset that may or may not work. And then more than that, don't even know what to fix and how to fix it because they don't understand the powerful components of messaging and or worse, the copy doesn't even sound like them. Have you ever had that experience where you've read something? I know that, I mean, I I say this all the time in my coaching calls, right? Is that when I'm teaching something, I can sound very like, Markety, like fine, and just blah blah blah, and and I always tell them you need to make that sound like you because how many times have you listened to something and felt like ooh that I don't know what it is, but that doesn't sound right. That doesn't like that's that feels false. People will say that's fake, right? And they don't even know what specifically feels fake, but they know that it's off. They know that it's not theirs. And then it kills me because people have invested thousands of dollars and then have no barometer as to whether to decide whether or not it's good or not because they don't have the skill. Okay. So 
So does that mean that you need to go to, does it, does that mean that you need to go to learn, you know, writing school or whatever? I'm laughing to myself only because if my English teacher in high school right now knew that the majority of my revenue is generated based on my writing skills, which I still can't spell, I still can't do grammar. My husband always laughs. He used to, he used to edit my blogs for me and he would be like, this is terrible. In a nice, sweet way, right? But it would take him hours. And then I would read it back and I'm like, whoa, this doesn't sound like a human. This sounds like an academic paper, right? And we're not in academia. So I'm laughing because they, you know, my English teachers and my PE teachers, quite frankly, would never in a million years believe that that's how I generate revenue. But here's the truth of the matter is that those skills can be practiced. And in fact, they must be practiced and they must be practiced by you. So that you can find your messaging, your words, your energetic imprint. It's that important. And nobody ever said, man, learning how to communicate was the worst thing, the worst skill I ever learned. No, it's that important. And it's not writing like where to put the right comma, where to put that, is the Oxford comma still important. Now, I know there are some incredible copywriters out there, and I'm thinking of one in my mind right now who would probably kill me if he heard me say this. That's pretty, that's pretty aggressive. He would probably, he would definitely not agree with me. I'll say that. He would definitely not agree with me that the Oxford comma really matters in your copy. Okay. So listen, take it for what it's worth. It's really more about the, the message and how you are that how are you communicating the full value measured against the asking investment and the cost of not getting started? So does that mean money? No, that means time. That means effort. That means, you know, you're sitting here, if you're sitting here watching me live right now, or you're listening to this on the podcast, this is time you can't get back. So that is an investment. That is an ask. And people, when they're creating their content, right, they forget that they forget that that even even asking someone to buy into their their messaging and their their point of view that's an ask and this is going to be able this is going to require you to be able to connect with people based on the problems that they think and know that they have and then you can carry them along for the ride by identifying and exposing potentially either the problems that they really have and or all of the potential behaviors that they are doing to try and solve the problem. Okay, that might be that might be keeping them stuck, right? This is why communicating messaging is so important and it has to come from you. And I guess has to, that's a, that's also an intense word, right? It gets to come from you. And if you delegate that out, I think that that can happen, of course, as you begin to grow and scale, of course. But, but the core root of the messaging needs to come from you first. So you need to understand. So skill is the first one. The second thing is be discerning on when it is time to delegate. Okay. Because sometimes it doesn't have to be as fast as everyone says it is. That's going to require you to be discerning on where you are in the actual journey of where you are in the actual journey of your business growth. And you need to be clear on, am I delegating something that is really not in my wheelhouse and not work and not going to provide an ROI? Am I delegating something because I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw money at a problem and hope that that fixes it? Or am I delegating something now at the time so that I can get my time back? Okay. So now this is going to get me back to number, to number three, I guess. This will be the point three of what it actually takes to focus, to, to grow a scalable, profitable business. If the first is understanding skills, number two, being discerning in the skills. Number three, let's just unpack real quick what the skills are that we want to learn. Okay. And that we want to, that we want to pay attention to. And for me, I'm going to say number one, it's going to be like just a sliver, 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 sliver. 10% is going to be I mean, maybe 20, okay, sliver, but it's still sliver. 20% of your focus needs to be on the unanswered how to, what to do strategy questions. 
Okay. That's part of the skills that you need to, to spend time on. Okay. And what I tend to see is that people tend to live in one of two camps. It's either all strategy and then, and then, and then that ends up keeping them trapped or it's like all in the mindset and none of its strategy. And then people are just kind of left floundering and then don't really understand how to grow based on what is put in front of them in terms of strategy. So it's 20%, but it still needs to be addressed. You still need to have the skills to really put in systems and structures inside of your business. More than that, get unanswered how-to questions and be able to to make data-driven decisions. Without data, you cannot make detached decisions in my opinion so i always am the diff- i always differentiate from my clients the difference between what is my opinion and what is a principle okay this is definitely my opinion is that without having the data to back up performance because you have two things that are going to happen you're going to get you 1000% you are going to get outcomes whether they're the ones that you want or the ones that you don't you're going to get them you're going to get results And then in order for you to increase performance, you need to have metrics, baseline metrics that you're measuring. And in order to really, really focus on making the data-driven decisions and, and do it from a place of detachment, you need to be able to know the difference between performance metrics and results and then separate the feelings of it. I have a mentor that talks about this all the time in terms of living on the razor's edge, right? This is an example of where we have to care about everything and nothing at the same time, okay? And so what that means is that business is personal. So when people tell you that it's not personal, that's not fair to say because No one got into the health and wellness business to start a health and wellness business to be like, oh, I'm, this is not, you know, I'm so detached and I'm not, no, you got into this business to help people and that is going to require, and it does often requires you to put your heart and soul into it. So it's not fair to say that it's not personal. This is after all personal training, (laughs) right? So it's not fair to say it's not personal. So it's both. It's living on the razor's edge everything at the same time. Okay. And in order to detach, in my opinion, we need to know what the metrics are to really understand, okay, so there are things I can control and things that I can't control. In my experience, people spend more time focusing on the things that they can't control. Like, is the algorithm in my favor? The 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 cost of ads or Facebooks is everyone's just dumping their budget, so it's getting more expensive. Or nobody wants my stuff. Things that they cannot control is where people spend tend to focus their attention, which, in my opinion, causes attachment and shows up in pain. But when we can really look at actual outcomes that we are specifically measuring, that's when it becomes easier to to detach. So that's number three. You need to know the, the, the number three is that we need to know what the actual, get your unanswered how-to questions and strategy and structures in place. That, that is just hands down, like one that, once that got unlocked for me, it was truly mind blowing and so much easier for me to stay consistent to stop feeling like I was throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping something sticks. It was so much easier for me to get consistent and to really start growing an actual machine. That was just so mind-blowing to me. And what was so interesting, when I look back on my own journey, you know, I was a former district fitness manager. This is the stuff that I was doing all of the time for years before I got into the online space. But then somehow I got into the online space and I wasn't able to really recognize and see that my skills as a district fitness manager could transfer and was transferring. I just wasn't attaching those dots, right? So this goes back to number one. And so if you're just joining me here now live and you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I, I talked about skills and you have to get honest with yourself about the skills that are needed. And so this, and, and for me, I had not connected those two. And it really wasn't until I found the mentor for me that that really spoke to 
really helped me uncover that. And we're going to talk about that when we get into number four, because, oh man, I was a horrible client. (laughs) Oh, I laugh now, but it's not really funny. It's not really funny because the fourth thing that we have to really think about in now, as we go into the rest of our, as we go into the rest of what it actually takes, okay, is, is we have to really look at the invisible components that are making a direct impact that we either think don't matter or we, we double tap it and be like, yeah, 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 I'm doing it. But then in actual reality, the truth is that you, you aren't. And you, and you aren't at all. And I know this because it just, it doesn't matter. And it honestly, wherever you go, there you are. It does not matter what level you're at. I remember that. I mean, I got, I bawled my eyes out. Okay. And I'm not going to lie to you on this. Okay. I bawled my eyes out on the day that I generated my first 10 K month. Okay. My first 10 K month and I bawled my eyes out. And you know why? It was because the pain that I felt at 10 K month was the same pain that I felt when I was struggling for 2 K. And it was so confusing to me. It's that moment of like, when your client is like, I'm an, I just need to lose that last 10 pounds. I just need to lose that last 10 pounds. And then they finally lose their last 10 pounds. And it feels like empty, right? It just feels like, wait, nothing happened. Or in my case, it felt like none of my problems were solved. They were still the same problems, just had a different dress on. That's why people say like new level, new devil. It's not a new devil. It's the same dang devil with a different dress on. Wherever you are, there you go. So for me, you know, so now we're talking about the invisible component, right? Of what it is that you're actually focusing on. And you have to get, you know, and and people will call this relentless positivity, toxic positivity. And I think that when you're new or you're at least coming into the world of entrepreneurship and we start to get to feel like, like, you know, oh, I need to always be, you know, I can't, I can't think a bad thought because I'm going to manifest it. What that is when you do that, right, that's just like pushing it down. Okay. And you're just pushing down the disappointment and the bad feelings and none of that is going to work, period. It just plain and simple. That is like trying to put whipped cream on garbage and pretend that it's a delicious food meal. And that is just not going to happen. This is why people are always like, have courage. But what we forget and what is so important is that you cannot be courageous without fear, right? It's not about relentless positivity or toxic positivity. I try not to use that language. Language is really powerful and important. And so What it really is, though, is about the integration of both, the integration of fear, the integration of the disappointment. And, you know, and, and as people like when people come into Accelerator, they've experienced a lot of experiences before and they have preconceived notions of what it is to expect when it comes to growing a business. Okay. Maybe they went into a program where someone was like, I promise you're going to, you know, make 10 K in 10 minutes. Okay. And then they were in that program for a year and nothing happened. Right. And then, and then maybe they were like, Oh, I, they, they, I tried it. I did all the right things. And no matter what I did, it just like, it just went, you know, it didn't work. Right. So if you feel like that and you're like my, me and my accelerators, it's scary to do the same thing again, because you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, is this the difference between insanity and doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Or am I looking and making data-driven decisions? So again, it goes back to number two, being discerning. That requires skill. Okay. And so, and, and, and skill comes with practice, with learning the information and then the actual implementation of it. Okay. So then, so back to number, back to number four, right? When we're talking about what it actually takes to grow your business, right? And that's very scary to continue, continuously practice and do the same thing over and over again. And, and you run the risk of like making sure that is it, is it insanity or am I increasing performance? 
Because most people will do one of two things. They'll either be like me and throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, I don't know, I need to break over and break the whole thing and start over. Or they're not measuring any data and they're not doing it over and over. They're not, they're not actually making data-driven decisions and increasing performance, right? It's the same thing, right? If we're going to equate it to fitness and we're going to think about it in the world of fitness, it's like when your clients program jump because they think their program's not working, when really they just need to trust the process and they need the compounding effect of doing the reps. Business is the same, okay? And so, and it takes skill and discernment to decide whether or not it's working or what to what to fix okay and so back to that invisible component because I said something that's really important and I want to talk about this because it's not about pushing away your bad feelings they need to be integrated it needs to be both and the way in my opinion that I have done it and that has worked for me Okay. I didn't invent this. Okay. This is just something that I know has, that I have used into, in my world. And honestly, my coach has helped this as a parenting coach. Okay. Which is that, is that when you really operate from a place of knowing that everything is always working out in your favor, that it doesn't matter what decision you make that you know you can't get it wrong it changes the game for you as a decision maker for as for your business and honestly i get emotional i can feel myself i don't know why i'm getting emotional as i'm talking about it i think it's because for me personally this week has been a really intense week at these simpson fitness where i've had to like i really uncovered and, and really like took a closer look at the things that i do in my business and i think that you know, when we notice something that needs to get changed or when we see something or have to provide feedback, at least for me, I'm so used to being in uncomfortable disarray and uncomfortable chaotic experiences that it's kind of that, that, that uh, it's, it feels safe for me. It feels safe for me to feel like, oh, to go down a shame spiral, which is just not going to help you. And so again, it goes back to that integration of, of of taking in the the disappointments taking in the disappointments integrating it and then operating from a place of knowing that everything is in your favor and if you have number 3 all those systems and structures in place it's easier because then you could just go and trust the data the data is going to tell you and so then the last you know I'm not going to say the last thing there's there's ton there's more and I'll button up but I'll give you the number 5 the number five, and, and I kind of mentioned it in terms of detaching from outcomes and moving through it faster. Honestly, that is it. Move through uncomfortability faster, faster, faster. And so the way to and the way to do that is to go all in on you and trust yourself. Honestly, honestly, so many people spend so most so much time in indecision trying to get it right trying to get it right or or thinking about their things that they're creating preciously, right? It goes back to living living on the razor's edge, right? If you can really look at everything as an experience or an experiment or really think of everything as like, it doesn't matter. If, no, if I create this and then nobody ends up wanting it or liking it, okay, great. They're going to want and like the next thing that I create. Okay. Or it's like, instead of that, it's going to be like, okay, well, how can I refine what I'm creating, what I'm thinking to solve the core problem that I'm going after? How can I communicate more effectively to help them see the value, to help them see the actual, you know, to see the the value measured against the cost of not getting started against, you know, the asking investment of time, perspective shift, money, effort, whatever, whatever the resource, whatever the ask is, because make no mistake, there is an ask. Okay. And so... When you can honestly let go and move through that faster, that's how and why I can say and and make that promise of 10K in 90 days, or we keep working with you till you do. Like when I look at my own experience, right? This is the pro the process that we break down inside of Accelerator. And what we're going to talk about in the live event, to be frank, is not anything new. It's not anything that I didn't learn or anything that I didn't know when back in the day of when I was struggling to hit 2K. The principles of what we've talked here a lot about, offer and messaging, those remain. Those are true, right? 
we have to look at some of the invisible components and which we kind of broke down earlier and skip. And, and, and so the reason why I can say that is because I'm going to say two things. It's because when it comes to skill acquisition, the good news and what's different than health and wellness and fitness is that, is that you can do as many reps as possible in whatever amount of time. It's about the reps. How many at-bats are you giving yourself to communicate the value of your offer? This is why, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, right? Which is that this is why I feel like the launch method fails you. If you're launching your products, even if you were like me, okay? And I'm going to give you an example. Even if you were like me and I'm pretty aggressive when I was creating my launch methods, right? I would launch five times a year, okay? That's five at-bats. That's a lot of pressure to get to make sure my structure and systems are in place, to make sure that my skill is learned and practiced. Like that's that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And that is what some people would even consider a lot. Most people I know are launching one or two times a year, which is great. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to criticize. That works for them, okay? And I'm so happy for them. And people will feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, I want to do that because I, I don't want to sell all the time, okay? which, you know, kind of is going to get back to the skill. Okay. Okay, great. And and you're more than welcome to do that. And if that's working for you, high five, go make a million. There's so much out there for you. But the people that I work with, like me and the people that, that, that come into my space, they need to practice the skill acquisition of communicating the value of their offer over and over and over again, because that takes skill, that takes practice and the, and practice makes permanent. And I want to ask you, what is it? Because make no mistake, whatever you are practicing, whether it's that pressure environment of, okay, okay, I'm going to build, I'm going to build no like and trust in these two months that that I'm going to go and, and, and go live. You're practicing that. That's what you're practicing. That is what you're teaching your nervous system. Those are the neural pathways that you are practicing. So really ask yourself, what am I practicing? My people, I want to help remove the pressure. We remove and create a pressure-free sales cycle, sales system that it takes what it takes until it takes so that you can practice those skills and have those at-bats. And Enrico told me, Enrico told, told me on the podcast that, you know, Derek Jeter, and I'm, I'm thinking about my Yankees sweatshirt that I'm wearing, but Derek Jeter, he's in the Hall of Fame of hits, right? He had a, over 11,000 at-bats and only 600, 600 or something home runs, and he's in the Hall of Fame. But think about that for a second. Think about how many home runs he actually hit versus the amount of at-bats that he had. So when we're looking at it and thinking about our own skill acquisition, why do we force ourselves to only give ourselves five at-bats at most, 12 if you want to go once a month, when instead you could give yourself 365 times to consistently give yourself at-bats? And the way that you do that is going to also require you to the last thing, last thing I'll say, and then I'll stop blah, blah, blahing because I have to hop into my jumpstart call. But uh, the last thing I'll give you is that you need to look at your relationship to, to communicating your value and into and to powerful enrollment processes. Sales, if you want to talk about it blindly, you need to look at your relationship to selling. And how can you step into the energy of the person who sells without selling every single day? How can you communicate what it is that you are so passionate about doing that, that and helping people with and coming from a place of like pressure free? How can you do that every day? Because when you do that, when you actually give yourself those reps, when you actually Step into that energy of possibility and integration of all of the uncomfortability. That's when magic's going to happen. 
Okay. And so the other thing too, that I want to talk about, like just to recircle back to finalize. So let me just talk the five, what did I give you? Five main things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about our skill, our skill level and get honest with ourselves about the skills needed, how fast it takes us to, to acquire skills and then our current level of Okay. And then, you know, give ourselves grace. Number two, be discerning on, on what needs our attention and what doesn't need our attention and get crystal clear three on the actual metrics that matter in terms of living on the razors, living on the razor's edge of both caring about everything and nothing at the same time and making sure that we have the strategy and, and structures in place. And then four, the invisible components of really focusing and getting crystal clear on where's your attention because what you get you you get what you focus on and being able to integrate both that negative experience process it feel it and then actually and then actually move through it and move through it faster and then five give yourself the reps give yourself as many reps as possible because practice makes permanent and make no mistake you're practicing something so really ask yourself what is it that i'm practicing because that's what you're making permanent and then i just want to so that's it right and then i just want to circle back real quick and talk about the different skills that are my opinion of the skills that we need to practice number 1 the skill of of staying of of staying of creating and setting a system and and structure that you are going to stay consistent with don't be like me and th- keep throwing the baby out with the bathwater honestly if that was what i could give to <laughs> to myself if i could go back in my entrepreneurship journey i would say stop kidding yourself and actually build out the business in the specific system in a way that you like it and then just keep refining the process and the way to avoid insanity is to go back to the data driven decisions that's it stay consistent the skill of consistency Guess what? You get to decide what that is for you. Next up, the other skill that I want to talk about that is is so important is the skill of communication, your messaging. Okay. And something that I'm going to say here that I feel like I didn't, that is hard to put here, but if your messaging has to come from knowing what your offer is and when your offer is so good that it sells itself. Like you don't need all that trickery stuff. Okay. Now I teach it in accelerator. Absolutely. I teach you how to be a powerful communicator so that you can help people say yes to themselves. That's what we're doing. But when you're, you know, but it doesn't matter how tricky your language is. If you sell hula hoop instruction, I'm not buying that program because it's not what I want. If you are not, if you're not clear on where your customer journey is and where you want your person to go, then I don't care how powerful or tricky your messaging is. You can't, you are an influencer and that's fine. That's great. You're a powerful messenger, but that's not the same as being a business owner. So you need to be a powerful communicator and, and be able to communicate the value of what it is that you're asking for and that it's 10 times worth the asking investment of time, perspective shift, or money, or effort, or any other resource measured against the cost of not getting started, the truth of not getting started, okay? The other skill that you're going to need is you're going to need to be able to continuously show up and present the offer. Over and over and over. Be the Derek Jeter of your business. Okay. You're also going to need the skill of going through disappointment faster. In my opinion, just go through it faster. Okay. And make decisions faster. Go, which is requires you to go all in on you, all in on you, all in on you. Because when you can do that, and you that and and you step into it doesn't matter what decision i make i know that i cannot get it wrong then then you'll grow and you'll grow fast because unlike health and wellness you don't need recovery time you just need to do the reps right now i i right now in my business we have four opportunities a day to rep to do the rep of communication and, and connecting. Okay. 
Now I didn't talk about strategy at all in terms of like, well, what's the rate strategy? Cause honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't all roads lead to Rome, right? That's one of, one of the things that my, one of my coaches says to me, all roads lead to Rome. It's figuring out what's going to work for you. Okay. I'll say for me, what I have noticed best is when I released the launch model, when I really just gave myself more at-bats and got honest with myself about what it actually takes, which is really just about communicating, connecting, and, and powerfully speaking to someone's potential. This is one of the things that my coach did for me. <laughs> this is one of the things that my coach did for me because a lot of us, we're sometimes just in, we're drowning in knee-deep water. And that's very real. Me too. I I was too for a long time. And and most of my coaches, they gave up on me. And I'm not mad at them because I would have given up and not given up on me too. But it wasn't until I found the coach that really spoke to my potential instead of the garbage I was bringing into the room. Because I brought a lot of garbage into the room and it was probably, and it was really probably awful to be around me. And I have since apologized to my coaches because I know it was awful, right? And it was just coming from a place of pain. That's it. Okay. But when I found my coach who finally spoke to my potential and actually really helped me shift, which required a really deep level of skill. Okay. But that, that is a skilled coach who can do that because that's not easy to do. It's not, it's definitely not easy for me. I'll be honest when, cause I see it when people bring it to me, it's hard for me. I internalize, I internalize what people go through. Right. Because I, it's, I, I can feel it. I, and, and I've probably experienced it and it doesn't feel good. And I want to fix it. I'm a fixer in that way. But you can't rob your lessons from your clients. Just like my coaches could not rob the lessons from me. It did require a huge amount of skill to speak to potential, which I'm grateful that I'm, you know, I continue to learn this. I continue to hone that skill. And that also is reps. It's not time. People will say, oh, it takes time. Yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't have to. I could do eight, you know, at max, you know, 12, 12 hours of time. That's what people say, well, how long does it take? Well, it takes as long as it takes until it takes takes as long as you want to give yourself the reps, as long as it takes for you to integrate the pain of whatever happened or the joy of whatever happened. It takes what it takes until it takes. And that's what I live by. And that's what I teach. And that's what it actually means to start and grow a profitable business. Okay. So that's it. Sunday. Thanks to come. Thanks for coming to my TED talk <laughs> and I'll catch you later. Let me know if you have any questions. Put it, put, put questions in the chat. Let me know if you want to come and hang out with me in New York and mastermind with me in the accelerators. Let me know and we can chat about it. All the options in the DM. Hopefully this was helpful. Talk to you. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.